The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Well, we made it through another 4th of July. Let me turn that music off. Bring this back. Yes, July 5th. And I have been out and about, and there's a lot of people heading north out of Key Largo. It was a nice day yesterday, somewhat sunny. We have tropical storm. I don't know if it could strengthen back to hurricane. Coming up towards the... Lower Keys. It's, it looks like it's going to even skirt that a little. They may be getting some tropical storm force winds. We're not going to get much except some rain bands. And we're getting those rain bands right now coming through off Elsa. And this is what we're going to be dealing with all, which we do all the time. And you can tell the people that have, there's people that have been here for a long time that never, you know, they've seen it. And they know when kind of, get the feeling. I guess there's a more sense of urgency when it's it's coming to you and building up and it's category two or three, could jump up to a four. So you got to be real careful on that. A lot of the, the houses are built a lot stronger than they were for some of these other ones like Andrew and things like that. Wow, it's really hot here. Oh, why is that? Oh, that's where my food was. Ha ha. Well, yes, during the busy weekends, I was talking to someone uh, about working in the industry. And he said, doesn't it kind of suck that you have to work and you work your ass off during those weekends? And it kind of does because when we're real busy sometimes, we don't give, it's impossible to give the kind of service you really want to do. So it's almost like diminishing returns when you're having, you know, a, a longer wait times and things like that. Because where you are at tourist towns and tourist towns, you just get these spikes and you just don't have any extra people. It's the cyclical nature. Disney World knows it's going to be busy all year round. So it has the same amount of people and they can... They have gates, um, entranceways and stuff, and they're going to say they can figure out what they can handle. I don't think, I never heard of Disney World ever turning someone away because they were crowded. But when it comes to restaurants, sometimes people don't have the feel for it. When I talk about the feel for it, some of the people, owners and patrons, and luckily our owner knows, but we don't have a... What would you call it? Let me pause this for a moment. I got to go and get my dog. She's ready to come back in. 
Hold on a second. Let me play a little music. And we're back. Sorry about that. I mean, I normally don't take a break that early, but I was I swear to God, you don't know if I was gone for a day or uh, a minute, but it was about a minute. And I'm back. Some people don't have the feel for it. When I say feel for it, feel for the crowds. And July 4th has a unique kind of thing, just like any beach town, but we're kind of boating, mainly boating, not a beach town. So people come off their boats, and it's not as much from the beach to beach. You come and go as you want, but a boat is a little more, you know, a little more involved. So, not you don't go home in drips and drabs when you're on a boat. Is everyone goes home at the same time when you're on a boat? The boat comes in, they get all. So, people are out on water. It's it's an investment in fuel, in time, and effort. So they're out there till like seven o'clock. Now on July fourth, the fireworks display start no earlier than sunset, eight thirty. More likely down here, 9, 9.30. So it's solid, dark. Someone told me 8.30 last night. It's not even that. You will not see fireworks at 8.30. It would be one of the most inept ones to have it at twilight. You know, good for a vampire movie, bad for fireworks. So what happens is you have all these people, even though it's, a holiday weekend, a lot of people want to get out of there at 9 o'clock, 8.30, because they want to get in a good position to watch fireworks, especially down here with limited real estate. Some of these other places you go, remember in Philadelphia and some of these big parks, they'd have, you could, there was ample parking, there's public transportation, different ways you can get there. Down here in the Keys, a lot of times you have to drive. to And because living in space, there is limited space for parking. So everyone needs to get situated about a half hour before. Now, getting off the boats, a lot of times you got 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Everyone wants to eat in that 6 to 7.30 hour. And you see our problem? You don't get anybody earlier because they're out on the water. And who wants to eat at 5 o'clock unless they're doing senior citizen early bird thing, which is popular down here in Florida. And they don't want to come in at 8 8 o'clock because they need to get in position for the fireworks. So we got this all crammed in. We don't have early tables. We don't have late tables. We have them all in there for an hour and a half. And you see the, the problem. Yeah, it's nice to have all that business, but you don't want all that business at one time. If you're open for 13 hours, the ideal amount of business would be an even flow through the day day with some dips to give a little brief respite to the staff. But we didn't have that last night, so it was all busy for from 7 to 8.30, getting everyone out. And then, then, for some reason, down here... All the other restaurants, all the other restaurants. Let's say 50% of restaurants decided to close on July 4th. Once again, what the fuck? Normally, we get a heads up from the Chamber of Commerce asking, hey, listen, a lot of you places are closing, a lot of restaurants are closing down. Please tell us which restaurants will be open. Well, we found out yesterday that 
three of four restaurants next to us have were closed, if not all day, after lunch. So it left two restaurants in our vicinity. That's our restaurant and another to service what is left over on a busy weekend. And for some reason, we get these, you know, last night it was all eight, 10, 12, one party of 20. And we're not that big a place. You get you get 20 people in there. They're t- at one time, they tie up a tiny kitchen. Now, we have capabilities, but we don't have the capabilities of some of these bigger places. And the bigger places can just absorb that. They could just put like two employees on that table. The kitchen, and you have like one chef and three, four assistants. They'll kick out those that food like nothing. No problem. But a smaller place has a bigger impact. So we did that. And like I said, it's hard for the people that are coming in to appreciate our perspective that we see this abbreviated time and everyone coming in at the same time. And we're just worried about how we're going to service them. How's it going to look? It's going to come out in a timely fashion. Will they be happy? And, you know, sometimes you just, they, you just don't benefit from a lot of people in a short amount of time. Hence, like Valentine's Day, people make, yeah, people make lots of money, but it's not the same as being able to take care of a good crowd well. <clears throat> and that's where the places that have a host, uh, hostess and where they make sure the staffing levels they have, they have the capacity. So if you go to a restaurant and you see four or five empty tables and people are running around, you, you don't know what's going on in the kitchen or on the floor. I know an experienced restaurant knows their capacity and they will meter the amount of people that come in. Because there's no use in seating you if we can't serve you. Right? If we can't get you to you in a timely fashion. So people say, well, why can't we just sit down? We'll just sit down. We won't bother. Yeah, you're not. Most most people don't do it. They say, we've been sitting here for so-and-so and no one's come up to us. Well, it's because we're taxed holiday weekends. Now, to address another point, why the fuck did all these restaurants? We are restaurants in a resort community. It is incumbent upon us to service those people if we intend to make money off those people. The responsibility goes both ways. Well, I mean, they're responsible for paying when they come in. That's pretty much it. But we're responsible for servicing them. Now, it's nice that we get on this. Normally, July 4th is not one of our busiest days. Is not. But all these restaurants closing down, it made it into... As busy a night as the Friday and Saturday. July 4th falling on a Sunday probably would have been slower. If those three restaurants were open, we would have had divided the crowd. And it would have been a relatively slow night. And I'm not complaining about the business. Once again, I have a view on the, on the people. So... Just keep in mind, keep in mind from the patron side, but also 
the restaurants have a responsibility too. If you're in a community and you expect to get tourists and you want hotels to recommend you, hotels, resorts, and people, be open. Be open to service those people. Fucking ridiculous, you know? I understand. I understand Christmas and Easter being closed because it's a family thing where you go in. July 4th, not so much. You can blow your family up at any time because we have a fireworks store right up the road at 106. So you can blow them up at any time down here in in, uh, Florida now. I think the governor passed the laws. Speaking of that, on the other thing, fireworks. Goddamn fireworks. I love it. Fireworks display, great, great, great. But then everyone's buying commercial-grade fireworks now that I think the governor relaxed the law in Florida. They can use them. And it used to be you, you could only legally fire them off on the 4th of July, New Year's Eve, maybe Christmas, Memorial Day, Labor Day, things like that. But... Or, you know, you can have a professional, but the commercial, the uh, the commercial grade fireworks, whatever you call it. So there was shitload of fire engines last night and stuff like that. I don't know what that was addressing, but it it just seems as if we had a lot of activity. That being said, I got home. My dog was freaking out. There. Using doing fireworks until like one o'clock in the morning, I fall asleep around one o'clock, so I'm all right. But I'm sure there's tons of people around here that don't like it. So be a little responsible. You know, if you're going to do that, do it between nine and eleven. If you need to be an asshole, be an asshole in a timely fashion. And if you are an asshole, you're probably not listening to the show. So there is that. Yes, foreign listeners. July 4th, let me explain this to our foreign listeners, people in Taiwan. July 4th is a commemoration. Once again, my my English isn't too, too proficient, or at least my speech patterns aren't proficient. So July 4th commemorates the signing of the Declaration of Independence. To put it in another way, is as if it was a letter, a note to our spouse to telling them, hey, I'm leaving this union. You're not, we're not doing good together and you're not really being responsive to my needs. And that was pretty much what July 4th was. The sending letter intent divorce. And the British were actually that... I guess they were the the stalker spouse. The spouse that wouldn't let it go. The husband. Say, well, no, this isn't over. It's over when I say it's over. And the colonies, which it was the colonies, it wasn't the United States until like the 1780s, the late 1780s. The colonies said, yeah, it's over. We're serious about it. And we're going to do things to... Uh, propagate or propagate or, you know, propel us towards independence. We're leaving this marriage. So it took a couple years for that to happen. And, and, but we commemorate 
July 4th is the sending of a letter with our intent to divorce our spouse, which is, it was Great Britain, United Kingdom. And you know what? I don't have a lot of listeners in the United Kingdom, so uh, I don't have to worry about pissing them off right now. Uh, they, they were a polygamist because they had other wives all over the place. And they treated them just as shitty. I mean, they had Ireland. Ireland wasn't a colony. It was part of the, uh, the union, I guess, the political union. But the colonies weren't. So there really were no representatives. There were representatives from the crown that oversaw the colonies, but they weren't responsive to anything that the colonies required other than which was sent the requirements that were generated by the British administration. It's an easy one. And what we do on those days to commemorate the, the intent to divorce ourselves from the British Empire was blow shit up. Fireworks. And what is interesting, fireworks for July 4th, yeah, but the only time you really hear about bombs bursting in air and all that stuff gave proof through the night, that was the War of 1812. 1812, obviously 1776, a significant amount of time. A middle-aged person's lifespan separated those two dates. So we started firing off fireworks. So what Americans like to do on July 4th, on one of the hottest average days of the year in most of the United States, is outdoor events. And that would be like barbecuing, drinking, boating, um, and fireworks. So you're drinking all day, right? This is the plan. Key Largo, the Marathon, Isle Mirada, Key West. The Keys are all about drinking all day. People love that part. He says, hey, they're not going to frown on me drinking down there. Just like you do when Americans show up at their resorts and stuff. Like, just start drinking. Las Vegas. You get on the fucking elevator at 10 in the morning. And there's someone with a big fucking drink in their hand. Now... I was that way. Any place. Didn't, I didn't have to be in Las Vegas. But I tendency, I tendency didn't want show my face to the outside world that I was drinking at 10 a.m. I would do that in my apartment. But when you're in a place where everyone's drinking at 10 a.m., it's like, oh, I can be myself. It's like being one of those closeted 1950s gay men ending up in a place where no one knows you and you can just being, be gay. When you're not allowed to be gay. So you're allowed to be drunk in the early morning. So so get back to the July 4th. They're drinking. You drink all day. And it's hot. So it's a bad combination, right? What do you decide to do after you're good and fucked up? Yeah, that's right. We're going to work with explosives. Right? And we're going to have multiple people mess around with explosives. So we buy sell these kits. And sometimes it's a drunken person that's handling the fireworks. Sometimes it's a kid. Because you have a shitload of fireworks and you have kids fucking around, stuff like that. They see a Roman candle or a mortar shell. Man, they do, they do some stupid shit. 
pointing Roman candles at each other's bottle rockets and stuff like that. So there's tons of people. If you took like 100 people that are wearing one eye patch in the United States and you took them all together and you took a little survey, I bet about 10% would say, it's fucking around with fireworks. Yeah. And the other one was saying I was doing a little archery, but I, I wasn't really careful about walking in front of their target when someone else was firing at it. But I digress. So July 4th, we tie this in with the, 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 the explosions and things like that, celebration. Just like at the end of Star Wars. Like another planet on a galaxy far, far away would decide and say, hey, we're going to blow shit up too to celebrate. And they do that a lot. I mean, fireworks to celebrate things is some, some kind of visual cue. Why not, why not laser light shows? You know, they could do that. Why, why do you need gunpowder anymore? They should be able to probably project a nice show without having to explode, uh, blow shit up and worry about starting a fire in the western part of the United States. But that was July 4th here. And I don't mind when someone asks me, getting back to the thing about working, why the fuck would I want to be off on July 4th and contend with the crowds? You really can't go out and eat. Today, I went out. I have a little video about... I, I would probably put on my Keys Bartender Facebook page. Maybe I'll put it on the Instagram thing too. <clears throat> it's not flattering because I'm taking a video from below so you can see that my nostril hairs. I'm doing a pretty good job though at, at trimming that forest down. You know, that's the thing I really I, I'm aware of as I approach old, older older age. I don't want to say old age. I'm, I'm, uh, everyone's approaching old age. Even babies approaching old age. They're further away, but they they're approaching. So I realize that northbound traffic is going to be a pain in the ass. But I think it's really going to hit around 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, because that's when everyone has to check out, right? And it's a Monday. And they're observing, observing the holiday, July 4th, the federal holiday is observed on a Monday in order to give people off. But then again, not everyone follows federal holiday guidelines. So we got private businesses that are open and stuff like that, getting about their lives. You know, we got people doing shit, have to do shit. And I'm not just talking about people that work in the restaurant industry, just construction people, and they, they don't get off on July 5th. But on that month, if it falls on a Sunday, I think they try they try to wrangle that. So I figure if I'm good on the road, I'm, I'm back in here by 11 o'clock, I'll be all right. And it worked out pretty good. It worked out pretty good. Every breakfast place was busy, though. You have a combination of people that are still down here, the locals that are down here, vacationers that are down here and all the people that are leaving they're all Starbucks there was like a 20 person line you never see that at Starbucks coming in but it's people leaving grabbing their coffee before they get on a stretch and driving up you got Dunkin Donuts all the rest but the supermarket the supermarket I'd have to say not even near capacity Able to walk in there, grab a 
go to a checkout line and wait 10 seconds. It's never that long down here. At most, you'd have to wait like four or five minutes because they're pretty responsive at my local supermarket, which I'm really happy. I'm very fortunate that I live less than about, about a half mile from the market. It's great. It's great down here. I mean, but the weird thing about that, the weird thing about that is uh, when there's more room and less capacity and easy to park, I end up buying more shit. Because I don't just zoom in on the things I get. I grab other stuff. And they always ask at the end, did you find everything you were looking for? Yeah, I did. And a bunch of other shit, too. I got to be mindful that I'm in the mode of buy. I got to buy stuff that I know I'm going to eat, not the stuff that I need to get for my wife and daughter. So, yeah, it was nice. The parking lot was pretty clean, too, because I mentioned in my previous I don't know if I, yeah, I mentioned in my previous podcast that it gets trashed on the holiday weekends. Everyone's, you know, buying beer, bottled water and stuff like that. And they're stuffing all the stuff in the trash can. And the supermarket workers are overtaxed because they, they're, they're, they're grabbing all the cards from the parking lot and stuff like that. I don't fucking get that. You know, where all the fucking carts are. They're all over the parking lot. I figure at least half the people should be like, I understand if you're an older person and you don't want to walk your car back. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. But if you're able-bodied and you see there's no carts there, you say, oh, I have a cart. Maybe I should take it back to the supermarket. Take an extra two minutes and do that. I know it's busy in there and you're all pissed off and stuff like that. I, Because I'm able to, 99% of the time, I take the cart back into the supermarket. Now, pre-COVID, COVID, you didn't do that as much when we were doing the restrictions because people were wiping it down. So, yeah, and there was plenty of shopping carts and all, all this shit that I needed and stuff like that. It was great. It was great to be out there. I mean, I had to go and get a prescription for my daughter. I went to CVS. The funny thing that happened, I wish I had that recorded, when I was in CVS, I'm standing at the pickup line. Pick up prescription line. And uh, for our foreign listeners, CVS is a, a pharmacy where you get your medication. And my daughter had a prescription. Even though she's not here, they were still sending the prescriptions there. And it's not a required medicine. She has to take it all the time. So they keep on saying, you got to pick this up, pick it up. So I end up going to CVS. So I'm standing in line. There's a couple people there. It's not overcrowded. There may be a total of like eight people in the whole store. I'm standing there. There's a lady at the counter talking to somebody that works there. And all of a sudden the phone rings and they pick it up. And this woman's talking that called the CVS and it's over the intercom. And she's asking a question about getting a COVID test there. And how she would do it. And do they do COVID tests there? Blah, 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 blah. But it's over the intercom. And I go, wow, this is really interesting. And you see the pharmacist looking at each other and goes, oh, no. And I go, hey, I wish it was a personal call because that would be great. Or something more personal and stuff like that. It'd be great calling in. So you got to be careful that when you call into these places because 
They weren't sure. They said, I heard when I was walking by, the pharmacist was calling one of the managers and said, listen, that phone call was posted. Was that, that was over the income. Well, it, the person they were talking to, and I overheard it as I went by, I wasn't eavesdropping, but then again, it was over the intercom earlier. So everyone heard it. They said, oh, so-and-so was on a call, and the only one you could take would went to the, it, it went over the intercom, over the whole public address system through the restaurant. I mean, through the restaurant, through the pharmacy. I have a restaurant on a fucking brain. It would have been great, though, if someone had called up and said, listen, I have a rash. Or what kind of rash is it? Well, something with red bumps. Or where is it showing up? Well, in your pubic area. Where in your pubic area? On my, on my penis. Oh, what, did you do anything or something like that? Well, I went to a massage parlor, blah, blah, blah. That would have been fucking great with that person t- talking. And they wouldn't have known that person. Because who says, my name is Ron Johnson, and I have a STD on my penis. No, they wouldn't have said that. And I apologize, Ron Johnson, if, I, if you're listening and I said that. But I don't know Ron Johnson right now, so it was not meant as a slight against any Ron Johnsons. I guess it should. My name is Dick Johnson. That's probably because they're for the foreign listeners. Once again, Dick is another name for penis and Johnson is also another name for a penis. So it's kind of redundant. And I said about having STDs on your penis anyway. So <clears throat> I had, that was interesting, but I didn't catch it. And it wasn't funny, but it's nice that phone calls showing up on on public address systems, I think it's awesome. I, whenever I have the opportunity, someone lets me talk on a public address system in a retail environment, and they have, yes, they have, I'll do it. I will find something to say. It may not be interesting, but it will be interesting to me. So, let's go back to the Super Arc. So, I'm leaving the Super Arc. I did notice one thing when I was leaving. And I did mention Elsa was heading north, but it headed a little more westerly, so there's maybe skirt. Actually, we have a little sun coming out right now, but that could be just because we're in between the bands. That's the way they come out. The the clouds, they'll come out, and there will be sunny, cloudy, sunny, cloudy. As this gets closer, we're, we're going to get more rain. We get a little wind. But as I was leaving the supermarket, every time in the supermarket, especially when it's slow, there's... Chickens. There's chickens all over in big public areas, except for maybe the park, because they remove them there from the, uh, the the municipal parks or the county parks. <clears throat> so if you go into any big public spaces, like surrounding a shopping center where they have some trees and little woods there, under undeveloped, there's chickens, wild chickens. And your guess is as good as mine how they got there. You know, someone probably got it for Easter, had chicks, and they, they just let them go in the woods because there's a very healthy population of chickens. And originally during the COVID lockdown, people noticed the roosters were there, but the chickens were gone. And that's when we were losing, there was a run on all the protein beef and chicken and pork and I guess someone decided fuck there's chickens right there in the parking lot I'll just grab it I mean people from rural areas it kind of makes sense is that there's some food but today when I was leaving 
there was no fucking chickens. There's usually a couple roosters, a couple chickens rooting around. And they're beautiful, beautiful. I mean, chickens are very, you know, they're, they're that's the reason why you see pictures of them in some places. Like, I, th- I guess the Amish do pictures of roosters and all that stuff. But they're they're colorful, color, colorful birds or fowl. But there were none to be seen. I didn't hear any. I didn't see any. They were hiding. And whenever that happens, it makes me think, what the fuck do they know? Are we wrong about this storm? Is the satellite imagery incorrect? Why are they fucking hiding? Because the tourists are laughing. When the tourists were there, they were all around. Rooting around in there. And I'm talking about 10.30 in the morning. Those chickens are up and about. They've been up for a couple hours. I have somebody that's down the road from me that has a chicken. You can hear them when they're... um, you know, they're on the roost when they're when they're nesting. When the hens are nesting on the putting out eggs, you can hear them clucking. Yeah, I know. It's great to live in a city where people have uh chickens. I would do it myself if we didn't, you know, like to travel so much. We haven't been doing a lot of travel lately, but that's it. But when I don't when I don't uh see the chickens I take notice and I know something's up. The cats, on the other hand, the cats will be out until the fucking hurricane's right on top of you. They don't give a shit. They don't have that awareness that the wild creatures are. But iguanas and chickens and stuff like that, when there's something coming up, they're just they're just hanging out someplace else in their clubhouse, in their chicken or iguana fucking clubhouse. They know a little better and they think maybe this storm will maybe this fucking storm will take these people out. We don't need them anyway. Right? The chickens would do just fine without humans around here. And so, obviously, the iguanas. Well, July 5th, and I do appreciate you for listening. Oh, and I get a lot more people, and every weekend I get people to come in and who listen to the show, and I really do appreciate you for coming into the Catch, which is on the Bayside in Key Largo, the Catch Restaurant and Bar. If you have, uh, if you like the show, please share it with your friends, neighbors, strangers, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you have any questions, send me a question on those venues or send it to jim at keys.com. Like I said, especially you foreign listeners, why don't you just get on one of those? I know you're using social media. You listen to a fucking podcast. My friends in Taiwan, you must have some questions. You have to have some questions. My friends in Russia, St. Petersburg, do you have any questions? Just send them to me. Anything you want to know. It could be a question about America. Uh, if you know, try to keep it nice. I don't try to. I, I'm culturally sensitive. I did mention we don't try to. We try not to stereotype people at uh, where I work. I or I don't. I don't. That doesn't hold water for me. I, I'm just one of those people who say, hey. If, if you have a fucking problem with someone, just go someplace else. You know? I'm not talking about a problem with one of the workers. I'm talking about a problem with someone because of their characteristics. My sister called me today and she said she really appreciated the way I approached, you know, addressed racism. Meaning, 
that if you just look at people as human beings and not as different races, then it would be hard to, you know, it's easier to say, call people assholes and not to group them. Or there could be a group of assholes and they may be a group of assholes of the same characteristics, but it doesn't make everyone with the same characteristics the same type of assholes. And there's assholes of all shapes and sizes. That's the way it is. And nationalities. You know what I'm talking about. They're all different assholes out there. And like I said earlier when I was getting on the road, leaving the CVS, you didn't hear this, but I was leaving the tiny parking lot and there was a lot of traffic. I signaled the intent to get on the road and some person I've never met before let me in. Most people, I think we have this thing where we're talking, when we're talking about other people, they have to take, paint with a real broad brush you know, that people are assholes. No. And the assholes are the exception rather than the rule. The reason they stand out is because they do things that make it stand out, that bring you attention to them. But there's much smaller, much smaller. I used to think that the people that uh, I used to think there was a lot less. There seemed to be a lot more, but most people are nice. Most people are nice. Most uh, other, some people are ambivalent. That doesn't make them nice or not nice. They just make them blah. And then you got people that aren't so nice. But if you take the ambivalent people and the nice people, there's an overwhelming majority of it. And they're probably less than like 15, 16% of people. One out of eight. One out of seven. Assholes. This is still pretty... It would be, be nice if it was one out of 20. We really could... The world would be so much nicer if we could get that percentage too low. But they keep on having kids. And not all the assholes' kids are assholes. But it's just the way, you know, people learn from what other people do and it normalizes their behavior. So, that's pretty much, I guess that's not an upbeat way to end. Hey, you know what? The upbeat thing is Elsa's going to go out to the West. I hope it doesn't hit the Tampa area or anything like that when it turns in. I hope it kind of dies out in the Gulf of Mexico. Maybe get some rain, some rain going to some of the places that that need it. Uh, we're, we're close to our normal you know, rainfall thing. It's great. My lawn's doing all right. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate you for listening. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.